Welcome to Shattered Reflections. This is episode number two. It is. How are you all? Well, you know, a little busy, but you know, it's just finding time busy. for uh, for my uh, little podcast. Yeah, it is a it's a busy time. Um, I will just get on with the introductions quickly. I'm Ryan. I'm the guy who seems to have watched virtually all of Black Mirror. And then we've got Duncan. Uh, I'm the guy who just started watching it and is watching it each just immediately before each recording <laughs> so it's fresh in the mind yeah yeah last time i watched it the night before this time i watched it the morning of perfect and then we got darius who hides it <laughs> the guy that we've dragged along for the ride kicking and screaming basically that that happened yes he dragged himself <laughs> let's be honest let's yeah he's, he's 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 doing some kind of weird mime thing where he's like throwing an invisible rope onto a cart and is now like getting dragged by it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. What, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, he's 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 the masochist. He's the Black Mirror masochist. That's okay. how that's, that's how that works. <laughs> and so yeah, we're gonna move on with Shadow Reflections episode two. We're gonna move with, on with episode two of Black Mirror. And uh, just a couple of quick things on that. We've decided we're taking our own feedback on this. Um, we're gonna try and reduce the synopsis. Of the episode down a little bit is a little bit helpful with this episode because we can clear a little bit of crap out of there um we don't need to do introductions we don't need to discuss what is black mirror again because you should have watched the first episode if you haven't i'll put a uh, link. linky do for the youtube now and then otherwise if you're listening to it on spotify or itunes just listen to the previous episode but we're there we're gonna we're gonna get right on it with who starred and wrote Black Mirror, or this episode. So, co-written by Charlie Brooker again, referred to episode one, and his wife, Connie Hook. Very nice. So, uh, she's actually like a children's TV entertainer, did Blue Peter, big British institution over here, but she was also on the show The Extra Factor. The Extra Factor. Yeah, Yeah, which is a companion series to The X Factor, a big musical TV talent show. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And uh, she's also a character in the Amazon Prime show Good Omens, which is just what I wanted to to know on that. And then uh, directed by Yoros Lin, who's done a load of Doctor Who-related stuff, Doctor if you like Who. your sci-fi that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. well, that's that's kind of a strange thing. I never watched Doctor Who. Ah. Well, I'm not, I'm, a... I pro- probably because I'm not British. Mm. Yeah, again, <laughs> British institution, pretty much. So it sort of has leaked over to America recently with the you know the revival and stuff like that. And Torchwood Children of Earth was the big event TV thing that had happened that he had directed. So you know he's uh, quite known in that regard. And then notable cast members: Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mr. Daniel. Uh, for those uh, those in the audience will know him. Uh, probably best for his most recent work in the film Get Out by uh, yep. Key and Peele, and uh, he's just as good in this as he is in that. I yep. can see why uh, why they, why he was picked for this and and that for that matter. Yeah, it will come. It'll be become very very clear that um, Jordan Peele specifically stated that a scene that Daniel Kaluuya does in this episode is the reason. He ended up in Get Out, and we will get to that later. He's also been in Black Panther. He's a uh, oh, he's, 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 he's isn't he like the, the rhino herder? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I you know what? I actually only remember this because uh, as a little tangent here, I was watching um, a review of Black Panther, sort of a comedic review uh, mm-hmm. by a, a guy named Mahler. He's a YouTuber. He's big likes, right. likes to do the uh, Star Wars and Marvel movies. Mm. He, he does two main styles of videos where it's like it's like like six hour long super analytical uh, reviews and then shorter ones that are like more just like stream of consciousness all out angry reviews which he calls the unbridled rage series he did an nice. unbridled rage for black panther and throughout the entire review he referred to um mr kaluuya as get out <laughs> he's just called get out yes Perfect. Oh, great. And speaking of Marvel, um, there's another character. You only see her very, very briefly in this, 
But uh, Selma, the character of Selma, played by Hannah John Carmen, who was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. She plays Ghost. Ooh. The sort of anti-villain in I that did, film. I did not know that. Yeah, so, you know, that that comes up. And then uh, also Jessica Brown Findlay, Abby Khan. She basically plays in period dramas. She was well known for being in Downton Abbey, just so you all know. So Abby's from Abbey, got it. Yep, (laughs) yep. I mean, it just sort of works out. And then uh, finally, one other big one there, Rupert Everett plays Judge Hope. Sort of our Simon Cowell of the the episode. Uh, Yep, which I've put in my my, um, notes here that he's well known for being uh, Dr. Claw in Inspector Gadget and then Prince Charming in Shrek 2 and 3. (laughs) <laughs> One word, like Madonna. Yep, <laughs> charming. <laughs> so um, yeah, so now that we got the we got the cast out of the way, let's get straight into the story, and we start pretty pretty brightly for for a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I've noticed that this is the second episode in a row that starts with uh, the main character sleeping in a bed in a dark room. To be awoken yep. by a screen. I feel like that's a running theme here. I wonder if yeah. that'll continue. Yeah, just just in case technology it, wasn't you know in, you know ingrained in this. If it do, if that does keep up, don't spoil it for me. I want to keep it a secret. Okay, no, that, that's. I want to see if this we show will. can go for a turkey. <laughs> uh, yep. No, we'll we will definitely see how that goes. We'll see if you uh, succeed in that one, episode three. But yeah, we we wake up. We wake up. Well, Bing with a smile on her face. Up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we see Bing, uh, who lives in what can only be described as a cell full yeah. of LCD screens. I would prefer a cubicle. A, a cubicle. A cubicle. It's like every science fiction film's depiction of what the future will look like. It's just yeah. sleek walls, screens everywhere, everything is yeah. plain and dark and boring, yeah. and everything's all futury and slick. And the yeah. screens or projectors are like brighten up the rooms. That's yeah. And then it's like yeah, and then and then lino on the floor, which was just like just lino and then just like a what can only really be described as like a, a bed in a police cell. It's just like a mattress. Yeah. And one cushion and that's all you're getting. Gathering from the whole story of that episode, I can agree why do you think it's a prison? Mm. I would more say yeah. like is either they are in the prison sort of, or they are like kind of um, working low class mm. people, basically. Yeah. Who are just only sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep, work. There's nothing in between. Yeah, and that shows in this as well because he wakes up, brushes his teeth, and then heads off to. Loosely defined work. Not before he sees a popper pad for Wraith Babes. Count that as number one. <laughs> oh, should, should we really count them? Yeah. So yeah, oh the, the 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 way they play with ads in this. Well, episode I are... might rewatch it just 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 get the count right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and um, so he's, he's he's there, and you'll notice in there, and it runs through out that he's got this credit balance or what they call merits. In the in the show, and he has a lot of them. Yeah, well, they they establish first of all, merits are currency. Uh, merits are earned through uh, work, work, which which generally involves uh, work. Just, just pedaling up, just pedaling a bicycle. Yep, which is called work. Yeah, yeah, just about work. Um, and he heads to said work um, to the tune of "I Have a Dream," which is kind of funny. And yeah, just gets on his bike, rides, and that is everyone's day. They well, they basically it's one of three things you do in this world. You either ride a bike and get through your shift, earning merits as you go, which are used for everything. Absolutely everything. They can be used for food. Yeah. Uh, or your avatar in the game. Yeah, your doppel. Even just get a little dribble of toothpaste out of your your future bathroom and costs. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, and skipping advertisements. 
Yeah, I want to I want to circle back around to that at a later point in this podcast because yeah. I think that's uh, a really interesting point. That's again, it's one of those things where they like future proofed their their writing, where it's like, holy shit, that's mm-hmm. that's a thing still. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. We will get we will get round to that. So yeah, so you've got your writers, and then you've got your streamers. So you know, you people like um, the judges from the Hotshot show, which we'll explain later, uh, Rafe Babes, and um, this show called Boverguts, which is where the other types of people in this world arrive. The fat people. The people who can't ride on the bike. Keep up. The, the lemons, hmm. as, they, as they call them. Or, you know, If you are unable to ride the bike, you then end up wearing the yellow jumpsuits and you've gone lemon. And then you get humiliated on this show called Boverguts, where this guy just basically throws food in your face. Eat it all up, fatty. Uh, I feel that in this world, I would have gone lemon. <laughs> which is which is slightly awkward. Now, no, well, I mean, initially when I first watched it, that would probably be the case. Nowadays, I'd ride the fucking bike. Yeah, man. Get out, get on that bike. Get, get, uh, get skinny, get swole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as long as you as long as you're feeling good, you know what? I don't care. And, you know, I could ride a bike for you know probably eight hours a day every day. Sure. I mean, there's no rules about how fast you gotta go, or you know, it's just like, hey, you the make you, you ride your bike, you make merits. If you make enough merits to live, that's that's where it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's the high life at that point. And uh, yeah, so we go through that day. Um, he gets a. He gets um gets to his lunchtime, tries to get an apple, it gets stuck in the machine. It gets a bit of help from a girl called Swift. Yeah, I never got a name for that, so I just called her for a while there I didn't know what either of the girls' names were called, so I just called them Girl One and Girl Two. Yeah. Uh Girl One never got a name. So Yeah. Couple of other characters while we're there then. So yeah, you have Swift and then you got the ginger guy called Kai. And he's just so materialistic. And then uh Dustin. The rudest dickhead in the whole of Black Mirror, from what it sounds like at this point. Well, we are on that episode too, so you don't know. Well, yeah. He is what you uh, Englishmen would refer to as a wanker. I believe that's a technical term. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, that would be be correct. Yeah, so that's that day done. We get there. Uh, Bing goes home, in finger quotes. Um, Plays his game where he's just shooting lemons. And then uh, gets interrupted by an advert for Hot Shot, the Britain's Got Talent X Factor style talent show that this world has. Being the uh, the North American of the audience, I I wrote down America's Got Talent, but you know I guess yeah. I, I at the time I didn't realize that like other forms of talent were uh, on it because I was just I just thought it was a singing show, so that's why I I correlated it to uh, the America's Got Talent. But now I guess it does. Structurally resemble a little bit more like the uh, Bridge of Got Talent kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Sort of get people in, and it, you know, it's a little bit different, like to to America's Got Talent. Is it just seems to be known on the case that if you have your talent and you impress the judges, your life is done, you're sorted. That's you for the rest of time. Right. Sorted for life. So uh, Bing naturally skips that advert, and then gets uh, Rafe Babes ad number two. Yay! Rainmate, rainmate, rainmate. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. And so, a, yeah. And it was around this point where I was kind of like, oh my god, this whole, this whole like, like enterprise of of skipping advertisements is just like, it's like I can't, I can't even think about how many different platforms and how many different comp- groups nowadays, like, a significant part of you know their revenue, their subscription, and one of the big draws is just being able to skip ads. You know, yeah. it's just like ah, you know, ads are how we make our money. So if you want, to, you want to skip them, you 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 pay us, and uh, and that's your, that's your premium. Yeah, and it's yeah. I mean, that's the thing, especially like you say, in a world of ad blocking and pre roll ads. You know, it's it's you know it's it's a big thing to have that sort of suggestion. Yeah, it's like yeah, you can skip this ad if you pay a pound in PayPal. Yeah, yeah, it's like. I'm trying to think of like like putting my mindset in like the the time frame of the, when this came out, you know, mm. you know this this is we're still 2010 here, or whenever yeah. this came out. So it's like you know that was this was pre YouTube Red, pre Twitch, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure Adblocker was stuck around somewhere around there, but like, you know, yeah. like there were a lot of, you know, there's a lot of channels, a lot of big platforms that have introduced this sort of paid uh, premium subscription where you can skip, skip ads. Uh, and all, all of that cropped up after this. Like, it mm. 100% predicted the future on that. Yeah. So, yeah, we got that two for two on, like, weird, like, future predictions at that point. You know, given given Pig Gate from last week, or last fortnight. That's the other thing I didn't mention. We're going to try and move this to fortnightly because doing it once a week was just too much for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a little yeah. bit tough. Yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking about it. I edited the, sort of, the last one. And by the time I got to it, it was Wednesday evening. And then I was like, well, hold on. Now we've got to record again. It's like, how are we going to do that? So, yeah, we're going to move it to every fortnight. Give us a bit more chance to do stuff. Yep. So, uh, so yeah. Um, while, we're, while we're there, we now see what happens if you try and avoid watching an advertisement. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, he, yeah, he covers his eyes and it just immediately pauses the ad. As, and it's just like, you must watch this or pay to skip it. There's no, there's no other option. Which yeah, is like and then... just living nightmare to me. It's like yeah, I I've always had this sort of I've talked about it on the podcast the other podcast once or twice before. I've had I've always had a sort of a weird phobia of like being trapped in a metaphysical sense. Like like I'm not claustrophobic. I don't fear physical confinement as long as it's not like you know right up in my face. But mm-hmm. like the idea of being in an inescapable situation that you know like there's nothing i can do to avoid it that that's a terrifying thought to me so that yeah. that, that kind of creeped me out for sure oh yeah definitely it's hor- horrifies i mean it's, it's sort of designed to i mean in that situation he's in a oh, sort of eight by six foot cell something like that yeah sounds right and 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 then just just this red light as you're trying to close your eyes and it's just the tone that comes in the constant repeated telling you to re- resume viewing just to the point viewing. where you will then be forced to open and just carry on the advert. It's just, it's just mad. Um, not, you know, not that it put him off because, uh, you know, the advert told him, "What else are you going to do tonight?" And he brought the advert forward. He did. He got himself, yeah. He did. He got himself a good night, and uh, so yeah. So we we move through. Um, we realize at this point one of the riders that struggled on the previous day has now gone lemon. So yeah, I, I I I did miss that part a little bit. I was I wasn't quite sure what happened to him. I was like I wasn't sure if he was like like if he had a heart attack or if he was just like sick or what happened to him. But yeah, I I I, I understand what that now. Yeah, so um, you know he'll he'll be he'll be around in the episode later doing other stuff. But uh, yeah, we now um, we Bing now sees Abby for the first time or hears her for the first time. He's gone to go for a piss. And uh, he's just hearing, you know, someone singing, and this will be for the first time in in you know a long time. Start singing. Um, oh, what's the name of the song? Oh yes, anyone who knows what love is will understand by Irma Thomas. It's not too much of a spoil to say, but you will be hearing that song a lot more through this uh, through this Black Mirror journey. Ooh. Oh, okay. So we're gonna, that's going to be a recurring thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'll you know it'll be a surprise when it does appear in the next episode. I won't say when, and uh, yeah. So um, he meets he meets Abby, and, you know, starts uh, starts speaking to her in the most awkward conversation I've ever heard. He's just looking at her, and she just goes, <laughs> "Well, I'm uh, you know, she's like staring at Bing, and she's going, what? And he goes, "Dry my hands," and she just responds with, "Impressive." Mm, indeed, Th- literally, literally me. Literally, me having a conversation with anyone, but especially girls. Yeah, I I've had that sort of time as well. I feel like <laughs> I can be, I can be quite talkative with people, especially in a remote capacity. I've not got no problems with that. Put me face to face with someone, and the words stop. You sort of have to try and find a new a new way to do something. But yeah, uh, yeah, like like I say, uh, the moment got ruined by two things. One by a guy farting in the cubicle behind them. And uh, and then the and then the other with uh, Rafe Bates had number three for Bing. Rafe Bates. Like, Rafe Bates. Hey there. Rafe Bates. Yeah. Yay. Hey there, regular user. He's like, oh god, he's used it once. Well, you don't know that. Well, I guess yeah. We we've seen... met him from a certain point of his life. 
so you don't know how many times he used it. Yeah, and then uh, then we move to the point where I put here standard love story montage occurs. They're just cutting through the days of Bing just staring at Abby while she's doing stuff. She pulls out a penguin, like made out of origami, and puts it on the bike just for it immediately to be um, put in the bin by our lemon friend who just says detritus. Sorry. Which, uh, just in case anyone's unsure, detritus is trash. <laughs> All so, right. um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we, we continue... See that's then, that's uh, another that's another thing that's gonna come back around. I'm gonna try and st- try to stick my own format and stop interrupting as much. So I'm just gonna. Hey, no. But I, I do want to make fine. a note of that. that I want to talk about that as well. Yeah, the the yeah, uh, that all will all be there. So um, yeah, he gets a he gets another hot shot ad. I'm not counting these like I'm counting the Rafe Babe ones, but he gets another hot shot ad and then starts singing the song. He's he's proper smitten about this woman. And it's it's well known at this point when uh, she tries to get an apple out of the vending machine, and he shows her the trick that he learned off Swift yeah, without so crediting it, her. <laughs> yeah, without crediting her, it's like I felt a little bad. It's like oh, she like she clearly is like you know kind of hitting on Bing a little bit, and uh, but like he's just not impressed. It's like oh, thanks, yeah. I guess. It's, I think it's, it's like oblivious. He doesn't notice. It's just well, he's yeah, just so, so he's, he's just so numb from his day to day life. It's just like oh, okay, that happened, I guess. Yeah, uh, but then he, you know, then you know, from the recesses of his mind, possibly even unconsciously, he's just like, oh, I'll use this trick that I picked up somewhere to uh, impress slash break the ice with my uh, little girl I'm interested in." Yeah, and and it sort of works. They get into some small talk, you know, the the complimenting each other, and then sort of he compliments Abby singing, and then says, "Why don't you try for hot shot?" And she's like, "Fuck no." For for a start, I'm I'm an average singer, and for a second, do you know how many merits it costs to get a ticket for that? It's like twelve million merits, and Bing just goes, "I'll pay." Yeah. So then, we, and that's the point where we learn that Bing's uh, fortune doesn't come from his incredible work ethic so much as it comes from uh, uh, an inheritance that he received from a brother that passed away the previous year. Indeed. And he puts it out on the line that he is willing to. Pay- uh, give away what he believes will be most of his uh, inherited fortune just to give her a chance because he's just that interested to hear her uh, sing and perform. Keep in mind, this is just a chance. This is not something like, yeah, you're gonna definitely win it. Yeah. So it's th- that that whole twelve millions can can go to waste. Yeah. If you yeah if you if you do something and you fuck up, back down the line you go. And Back you know, on the bike. That, yeah, and then that's and that's and that's how that works. A couple of other things to note on there as well. There seems to be some more world building on that as well. So he knew that he got this inheritance from his brother. So yeah, you die, your merits can just move on to the next of kin. The other thing on there is it seems to be people only end up in the cells once they turn twenty-one. They they live somewhere else, and then they end up on the bikes and in the cells at twenty-one. And from what it looks like, excuses are made to separate you from family as well. Mm. Abby it's makes like... the line of saying that she wanted to go with her sister, but they were full apparently. Yeah, I think there's also not in this scene, but like in a somewhere around here. I remember hearing like on a TV, uh, one girl from Hotshot was talking about how like um, a previous winner or whatever for Hotshot mentioned how yeah. like. She can. She's seen the outside, and it's so beautiful. And she wished that everyone could see it. And then it's just, but it's just kind of like in the background. So you don't really. It's not really in the forefront. But that's another thing that is important mm-hmm. to note. Yeah, that will probably be Apparently. one of the the Selma interactions, because she's like the she's at this point she's the next big thing. So she can just easily sort of get away with with saying all that. But you know, like to everyone else, unless you've got that talent, you're just turning around and saying I'm better than you. But yeah, he eventually gets her to buy the, uh, the or persuades her that he will buy her the ticket and she'll go on hot shot. We get some more lovey-dovey interactions, and we got some. Uh, we got another Dustin comment, which is as Bing's just like riding the bike. He's looking back at Abby and Dustin's like, "Yeah, I'd have her and all." And like I said, he's a wanker. Which, which yeah, uh, it's, you know, I uh, kind of 
it's sort of a dark foreshadowing, I suppose. Mm. But yeah. we'll get to that. Uh, so then they're off to, you know, the big city or whatever. I don't even know if they have to travel anywhere, if it's just a big elevator. Yeah, but I think it's just, it's just a massive elevator, but it's, which yeah. is after the... It's you know, the metaphorical, you know, going to the big city kind of deal. Yeah, definitely. Which is after which is after Bing has bought the ticket, which has now actually cost him fifteen million merits. Oh yeah, that's that's worth mentioning as well. Yeah, instead of the twelve, they thought it was it's the full fifteen. So he's basically yeah. spending his entire savings. There's nothing left over after this. Yeah, roll credits, everyone. We're done. That's the name of the title. There we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Uh, Oh, advert number five happened in there as well, but uh, yeah, like you said, we're at the we're at the big city, we're at the audition room, and sort of there's just this cacophony of warm up noises and flailing of limbs as people are just trying to Get prepare. Yeah, and yeah. there's and there's no there's no order for this for this hot shot. Once you bought the ticket, you go there every day until they decide they want you. Yeah, yeah. They, the one girl mentions that she'd been there for a week, or you know, or been trying to, or been waiting in line for a week. Yeah, and I was like, uh, and, that but, would be, and, and and she was just put straight to the back of the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be Glee, the Glee. most annoying singer I've ever heard, or the most annoying person I've ever heard. But she's a good singer. I'm a good singer. And it's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> We we know in storytelling terms you're not going to be a good singer. Let's see if we're proven right. Um, but uh, yeah, Abby gets told to to preview. Yeah, they she, put her. They basically up. put her on immediately. They don't. She doesn't have to wait at all. Yeah, and um, yeah, she gets this moment where it's just like, oh, do you want to be like Selma one day? And it's like, yes, please. And she goes, well, can you just say that as a self-contained sentence in front of the camera, please? I would like to be like Selma someday. It's like, oh god! It makes me wonder, if, like, if that is always behind the scenes at an X Factor style show. I, like, I can, I, I, from what I've heard, I can vouch that things like that are not at all uncommon uh, mm. in such shows. But that's a whole aside. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So we get to Abby going on a stage, and she's given a drink of compliance. Yeah. <laughs> A little, probably the most on the nose part of the whole episode. It's just like, yeah, it's, would you like to drink some compliance? <laughs> it's like, I'm like, no thanks. It's like, oh, <laughs> I was just being polite. Drink it. So uh, yeah, she drinks it, downs it. Sounds like a mandatory drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she meets the judges: Judge Hope, Judge Charity, and Judge Rafe. Where have we heard that name before? <laughs> And uh, yeah, we now get the we get the performance. And, and, uh, but you forgot about the fourth judge, Judge Dredd. Ah, Judge Dredd. Oh, he was in the background somewhere. I'm sure someone was sort of there, had there wore was a helmet a... for the doppel. <laughs> judge Dredd helmet in the in the audience. He's like, I am the law. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I saw a Captain Falcon head piece in the crowd of people. It's like aviator ah, helmet sort of Nintendo's thing. Nintendo's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It did. They did look more like me's. Well, it was sort of a mix between Mies and the Xbox Live avatar, which at the time mm. would have been would have been on the nose. But um, yeah, she's singing, everyone's all happy, and then Judge Hope sticks up his hand and goes, "You know that was without a doubt the best voice we've heard all season," and everyone's cheering. And then he just goes, "Yeah, but that's not enough." Boo. Yeah, we don't we, we don't just want a singer. We want someone who can use their talents elsewhere. And Rafe pops his scummy face into the conversation. And it's like, yeah, you could do on my, yeah, oh yeah, your titties, man, your titties, you know they're great, and you know just uh, invites her to basically join his Rafe Babe service, and she's, you can see Abby's trying to not do it, but something's in her head, probably the compliance is like, well, I guess I'll take this opportunity. I mean, it gets me off the bike. Which they mention it's basically it's Rafe Babes or the bike, and Bing just gets dragged away at this point because he knows what's up. But yeah, she accepts, and uh, you know the delight of the crowd. Dustin, Kai, who's just an idiot, he'll cheer for whoever he's told to cheer for. Swift actually decides that that's a bad idea, despite the fact that she's clearly jealous of of her. She like actually has a moment yeah. of like empathy for. Yeah. 
so for, for uh, her fellow for employee worker fellow woman so. i i felt like you know i i, I feel like there was just it was a bit of like, like oh wow if, i mean i didn't li- i didn't ne- i was never your friend i didn't really like you but i i wouldn't wish that on you mm. and 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 that gets that gets pretty proven quite quickly at this point because we get back to other montages of just bing get, going through his day and you know he's 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 numb at this point nothing's nothing's happening she's she's gone I noticed, like, I noticed that one change, uh, he immediately, uh, goes for a meeting, like, 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 fruit and stuff to, like, like, was, like, shitty looking fish fingers and fries, like, just, like, garbage food, doesn't really care about his health, doesn't care about taking care of himself, he's just doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then wasting whatever merits he has left, which is very important at this point, because, uh... Now that he's out, and, he uh, he gets to a point where he can't afford to skip any more ads. So he's just stuck with whatever's presented to him. Yep, and that is known when advert number six for Rave Babes appears. Rave Babes, Rave Babes, Rave Babes. Uh-huh. I just I just love that that's the warning counter for a for Rave Babe advert is is Darius's Rave Babes <laughs> warning. Um, but yeah. So now we see the Rave Babes reality special. And we see what can assume to be Rafe basically assaulting Abby sexually at this point. And Bing doesn't want to see this, but he's got no choice. Like Duncan yeah. said, he's he's run out of the merits. Yeah, he's out of credits, he, he can't skip it. And he just flips out. It. Just completely loses his shit, th- th- tosses everything around in his room, starts slamming his hands well, there's and his not face much to against toss the around. screen. Well, I mean, he tosses everything he can. Yeah. I mean, in, even himself, he's just smashing himself into the cell, trying to get out. Door doesn't open during hey, the advertisement. Hey, get out. Hey. It came back around at the most inappropriate yeah. time. Get out. Yeah. That's how he uh, got his role, because he tried to yeah. get out. And he, he manages to smash some of the glass, but still can't leave the cell. But now the advert's just playing and looping, it's all fucked up. And all that's left for him at that point is an empty cup of compliance. Um, I think he's still got the origami penguin at this point. That yeah, he's, he's given. tucked yeah. it under his mattress. Yeah. And a shard of glass, which he uses to try and cut a stamp that showed he was a friends and family member for Hotshot, just out of his wrist, and then sort of looks to have an idea. Yes, he uh, some, some some revelation goes off in his mind. Yeah, so he then ends up being, at this point, the montage is the first to appear on the bikes, he's the last to leave, he's skimping on any merit spending he can. Just, you know, barely scraping by with his, you know, on his uh, toothbrush, you know, his toothpaste, just like a yeah. little, little tiny drip. He's like stealing food. Uh, an actual, an excellent callback, actually, where uh, some random woman tries to use the broken vending machine that he's been having trouble with this whole episode, but she just mm-hmm. walks away before anyone can address it. So he just goes in and takes the apple. It's like, hey, I thought I thought that was a really clever comeback. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Sort of using that trick now for himself and only himself. Yeah, and um, what else was it? Uh, what, but yeah, no. So basically, he's just maxing out his uh his lifestyle minimizing his expenses and mm. you can tell by the progression of the uh stamp which he was told would only last about two months at maximum that mm. this takes some time uh i would i would it was definitely over two months because the stamp has fully faded by the time the montage ended uh yeah. i don't know if it's meant to be implied that there was significantly more than two months but definitely some months have passed yeah, I believe it's called back in the episode that they say that that sort of mileage is six, is months. six months worth, yeah. However, um, you really have to, like, save on every single bit, isn't it? Yeah, refer to it as the starve and save uh, lifestyle. Yeah. Mm, definitely. That's what Abby called it. But then, uh, yeah, we get to that point where, after that montage, Bing gets exactly 15 million merits and just empties out his account. So you can kind of see what he's trying to do at this point. So, you know, is and there was other entertaining bits where it looked like he was just popping and rocking and, and bipping and bopping and trying to learn some sort of dance. And, uh, yeah, he buys his golden ticket. He heads to Hotshot. He ends up in the, the audition room. 
Uh, that was actually cacophony uh, that, of sounds. Yeah, well, actually, I mean, it's not a cacophony of sounds at first. Uh, it's um, it's actually an excellent transition, um, where yes. uh, he he bas- he's the only person in the room other than the one security guard. Uh, he just basically picks a spot, stares at a wall, becomes completely motionless, and then it's just mm-hmm. like snap cut. He's still in the exact same position while everyone else has filled in around him and yeah, has started doing is... their rehearsal. I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, if there's um, there's that Twitter account in there, one perfect shot, that needs to end up in there. Cause I know they only do movies, but if that needs to end up in there. Yeah, of just just exactly there, and the the music sort of goes down, and then crescendo, done, and sort of you know every everyone's there, and he he gets there, he gets his preview, because it turns out in the back they're looking for a athletic guy. Yeah, uh, athletic guy. Oh no, wait. Sorry. Oh, an ethnic one. Yeah, oh, okay. he's, yeah. There's there's lots of just like there's uh, there's like overt themes, and then there's like little subtle bits of you know things like that mm-hmm. going on. Where it's like, oh, we got a little bit of a racial thing going on. Where uh, you know, it's like, oh, uh, you know, we've had too many white dudes apply for this show. Now let's throw in an ethnic one. You know, for yeah. diversity's sake or whatever. You know, which. I, I never even bothered to make a note of this because it was just too minor to me. But it's like, okay, so I guess you know that plays into modern. Uh, you know, talk about modern cinema and media and how mm. you know, like how like politically correct everything is. But it's like you know, it's it's not even like necessarily about being political correctness. It's all just like you know, it's a form of marketing essentially, where it's just like, ah, just look at how diverse we are. We've got the ethnic one. We've got the we've got the female one. This one's gay. This one's autistic. You know, we're all here. We're all holding hands. You know, but, yeah. And there we you go. Know, it's so prevalent in uh, you know media today, uh, mm. and it's like, I, again, once again, Black Mirror is just calling the shots. You know, Babe Ruth, except Babe yeah. Ruth got three head, uh, you know, home runs in a row. It's like mm. I'm gonna shoot it right over there. Hits it three yep. times in a row. Definitely. So yeah, no, you're right. It's just a this sort of like this. We're only we're only fulfilling the diversity quota because we feel it will make us look better rather than you know actually looking for that. So it's yeah, it's dodgy, very dodgy. And then, you know, it's and it's just a tiny throwaway line. I put I gave it no significance until just now, and I was like, oh my god. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah. So anyway. Uh, Get out, also known as Bing, uh, gets yeah. uh, gets out uh, onto the stage. He lies about taking his compliance. He just shows him the the crumpled up thing that he's been keeping this whole time. And I love that little bit as well because she's like, "And you're on stage in three, two, one." The moment she says one, just, cup drops just it. falls on the floor. Drops on the floor. Love it. <laughs> it's just just great. He because he's laser focused on what he's gonna do to a point. So he gets out, he's an entertainer of sorts, he says he's going to do a dance, and yeah, we just cut to this music video using the Rafe Babes advertising, so you can kind of see where he's aiming at here. Um, yeah, it does does the dance, and you know, he's all over, yeah, and then suddenly, you know, it's all, it's, well, you know, it's all perfectly adequate dance, and, uh, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, straight off, shards and neck. Yeah, so he, br- he brought the glass, piece of glass that he broke out of his uh, screen with him. Yeah. Well, yeah, it turns out point, there's a was, security film. At this point, I was thinking he either would have killed the judges, either he would have yeah. kind of, like, tried to kill himself and make it, like, well, so that yeah. everyone can view it, or he will try to get into the rape babes and be a star. Mm. Sort of, yeah, sort of get his way to Abby yeah. that way. Yeah. But no, he, he, goes for, he goes for a different thing, because he's just there... With a judge to his neck, and you know he's like, "Oh yeah, if you come any near, uh, anywhere near me, you kill me," and and just gets there. Hope starts talking about, "Oh, what's he here to do a speech? You wanna you wanna do a speech? Well, come on then, speak!" And at that point, we then have the speech, which I'm gonna try and get through as quick as I can. It's just a load of words here, but and you will probably not present it nearly as uh, eloquently as he does. No, no, but I will certainly try. So yeah, when forced to speak, he goes, I haven't got a speech, I didn't plan words, I didn't even try to, 
I just knew that I had to get here to stand here and I knew you wanted to listen, to really listen, not pull a face like you're listening, like you do the rest of the time. A face like you're feeling instead of processing. You pull a face and poke it towards the stage and we la-dee-da, we sing and we dance and tumble around and all you see up here, it's not people. You don't see people up here, it's all fodder. And the fake of the fodder is the more you love it because fake fodder is the only thing that works anymore. Fake fodder is all, is all that we can stomach. Actually, not quite all. Real pain, real viciousness. That we can take. Yeah, stick a fat man up a pole and we'll laugh ourselves feral because we've earned the right. We've done sell time and he's slacking the scum so ha 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 at him. Because we're so out of our minds with desperation that we don't know any better. All we know is fake fodder and buying shit. That's how we speak to each other. How we express ourselves in buying shit. I have a dream. The peak of our dreams is to buy a new hat for our doppel. A hat that doesn't exist. It's not even there. We buy shit that's not even there. Show us something real and free and beautiful. You couldn't. It'd break us. We're too numb for it. Our minds would choke. There's only so much wonder we can bear. That's why when you find any wonder whatsoever, you dole it out in meagre portions. And only then, till it's augmented and packaged and pumped through 10,000 pre-assigned filters. Till it's nothing more than a meaningless series of lights. While we ride day in, day out. Going where? Powering what? All tiny cells and tiny screens and bigger cells and bigger screens. And fuck you. Fuck you. That's what it all boils down to is fuck you. Fuck you for sitting there and slowly knitting things worse. Fuck you and your spotlight and your sanctimonious faces and fuck you all for taking the one thing I've ever come close to anything real about anything. For oozing around it and crushing it into a bone, into a joke, one more ugly joke in a kingdom of millions and then fuck you. Fuck you for happening, fuck you for me, for us, for everyone, fuck you. That is probably the best speech or the best sort of monologue that I've heard in a while. Yeah, it was an excellent emotional climax, and anyone watching this, uh, anyone listening to this, you owe it to yourself to either watch the show, the episode, or at the very least, find a clip of that. It's a pretty excellent scene. Yeah, it's just all the rage and the anger and the sort of the hopelessness that's come out on that. Kudos for the writers, because that's their writing, isn't it? It's not... Yeah. Well, you know, absolutely. It's it's excellently... uh, it was actually written. It's it's poignant. It's it's uh, it's intelligent. Uh, you know. Yeah. But certainly the the performance does give it a new, give it a whole different life. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I say, that that is the the scene that Jordan Peele saw. That's what got Daniel Kaluuya's big break. And at that point, yeah, with that, fucking deserves it. Earned. Absolutely. And um, you know, it was a it was a great speech on that. But you know what the problem was. In terms of the this the the story of the episode at that point, everyone loved it as a speech. Yeah, because it's supposed to open the eyes to everyone in front of the screen. Yeah, to make the judges how he said listen like they feel, not like just listen yeah. like just something to fake. But then of course here comes uh, Mr. What's his name, Mr. Hope? Uh, Judge yep, Hope. Judge Hope. Uh, yeah, you know, he he basically does exactly what you would expect him to do. And immediately starts working the commercial angle for it. Mm, yeah, and, and and says, "Oh, this will be great entertainment. You know, it, it'll be it'll be great. You have one of my streams. People need to feel this pain and sort of understand where you are. And I feel it'll sort of help them in their lives." Rafe looks at it and just goes, "Oh yeah, the nice the the uh, the the knife cutting thing, the the glass neck thing, nice gimmick. gimmick." Yeah, exactly. And it's just like it's it's been distilled to a gimmick. So all three judges are just, you know, in favor of him just, you know, doing his thing, becoming, you know, another, just another form of entertainment. You know, the crowd gets up and they're cheering and they're like, oh, come on, do it, do it. And honestly, I was, it sounds like a terrible thing to say. I was rooting for him to just get himself. Slash his throat. Yeah, it's just like, just get out, just get out while you can. Again, get out, it's another reference because... I can't speak in anything other than references, but uh, sadly, what happens next? Yeah, just absolutely nothing has changed at this point, really, in terms of the world of the people on the bikes. Yep. People are, people are still buying buying shit, as shown by Kai. Um, people are still watching shit shows. Dustin's still watching like, sort of Bovaguts and Rafe Babes, and Abby's looking really worse for wear at this point. So her dreams... She looks just dreadful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just gone. Swift... Um, is is looking initially at uh, a stream of, of Bing with a glass shard to his throat. Turns out he took the offer for that stream and is you know he's still going and 
she decides at that point enough she just puts the rolling road app on and just gets on with her day and bing he finishes his stream and then puts the glass shard away in the prop box yeah now the glass that he was using going to use to kill himself is essentially just his prop now doesn't really mean anything other than that you know he's he's definitely moved up to a nicer apartment it's bigger there's more natural light natural light that's important uh but before we get to that we've got We've got a little, uh, a little poignant callback. We've got a, a wooden penguin on his desk there. In, you know, indeed, we do. Sort of reminding him of what was, what used to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because he's even at that point, he's just knew that he he had the choice of either fight the system or join the system, and he just took it. And that sort of calls back as well that compliance did shit. If you wanted to do something, you'd do it. Didn't need some medicated drink yeah. to force you what to do. And um, yeah, he then pulls out, pulls out a glass of real orange juice and stares out to what is assumed to be a real forest just in the outside. Yep, just and the whole and the episode ends on him looking out over this this canopy of trees. I don't really know. I'm, yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't, I don't I, know I, I where don't it is or what it's supposed to, what location it's supposed to be. But it's just an endless forest. They got birds flying by. Yeah. And, so. Uh, and it just, and then you know, uh, our rendition of uh, what's that? What that song that you? What's that um, going? Anyone who knows what love is. That one. Will uh, yeah. Which that, that Abby was that Abby was singing. Uh, another rendition of that starts playing, and uh, that's the final shot of the episode before it cuts to credits. Yeah. And that is episode two, fifteen million merits, Black Mirror. Yeah, and that that is done. So want to give us a, we've we've managed to get a little bit of time so we can go for some analysis points here i've got one i've got one yeah that gl- that piece of glass which he had yes it's a really similar piece of glass on the starting title screen yes so yeah the the crack that happens at the beginning yeah, and the fact that we've i would say it's yeah it's exactly the same kind of piece of glass which is mm-hmm. popping out the screen so yeah. that's kind of interesting I wonder. Definitely. I wonder if we will find similar-looking pieces of glass through the rest of the series. It is. It is possible. Like I say, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna not give anything away. You know, being that I've sort of watched all this, and yeah, no, it's nice to see that we've got that sort of that sort of call. And you'll sort of notice it's too episode, too early into the series to start calling back to other episodes because it was never going to be originally like that anyway. It was just going to be an anthology of of stuff. But um, yeah. Do you think that so so we that so let's let's try and analyze sort of the stuff that we've got on here. So we've got the technology, which is in this case, other than primitive exercise bikes, it's just sort of gamification, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean really it's it's like, you know, the entire lifestyle that these people live is just centered around, you know, accumulating these essentially meaningless merit points just so, you know mm. you know, it's like yeah, you know, then they pay a little bit for their food and whatever, but really it's all just, you know, it's it's all they really do with it is feed themselves and put hats on their crappy digital avatars. Yeah, it's just it's just empty stuff, isn't it? That's that's what it really well, is. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the most pointless thing, well, for me, anyway, from my point of view, is okay. That might be a real job where you have to ride a bike to power something so you get some money. Mm. But then, if why would you buy some shit like? Seriously, um, things for your avatar. Yeah, that's that's one thing which I can't not really understand. Okay, I get it. Yes, I will make my avatar looks good once for a lifetime, basically. Mm. But not but like it's... the other people spending it on like daily basis. Oh, new hat! Let's buy it. Yeah, I mean that that was definitely that was the Kai character on that. He yeah. just he just he was he was just characterized. I mean, and, you know, he could, one could argue that he's a bit of a two-dimensional character, but that was exactly the point. He was just the guy that buys everything. Yeah, I think I think part of that what it is is like it's supposed to show you that like you know that was a thing that was established maybe some time ago where it's like oh you know like these avatars they first come out and it's like oh it's so exciting that we have all these avatars that we can use to represent ourselves in various situations and we can express ourselves creatively and whatever you know kind of like the mm. the the new age form of like you know your favorite t-shirt you know it's like it's a it's a logo that expresses things that you like and are loyal to it's uh it's you know, it's an it's an image of something that matters to you. You know, maybe it's something funny, maybe it's something 
you know, poignant, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's, you know, sort of the digital equivalent of that. But then it's like, you know, as time goes on and, you know, the society just sort of moves towards this very plain, sleek, you know, drab, you know, worn down to the nub, boring lifestyle. You know, we still have this sort of symbol of something that was, um, you know, creative and meaningful some time ago, but, you know, is essentially just worthless now because no one has any interest in being creative or different you know no one really no one really strives to stand out you know like the you know like the this guy like i always forget his name the ginger guy you know his kai Kai, you know he was like briefly thinking oh maybe i'll put a little afro on my ginger guy and he's like oh what do you think and the girl next to him is just like that's it's a bit much don't you think and he's like yeah you're right and it just goes back to basically uh emulating himself you know just making his avatar look as much like him as possible you know nothing creative or imaginative about it so it's like you have yeah. this it's sort of it's just symbolic of something that just has no meaning in that their modern society anymore mm, and i think yeah. i think that's part of what was was going on there yeah definitely and you know sort of yeah i mean especially in the, with the way that they're sort of all dolled out their uni uniform effectively it's like all your creativity must go into these avatars because it's not like you're allowed to wear anything different. Yeah, they specifically have a line about, like, you, you can't even choose your own clothes unless you're, like, you know, a famous person, essentially. Yeah, and that's that's probably another thing there. So this is basically class structure in this in this, in this this world. Cause so so you've, got your, you've got your bike riders, they're the working class. They're, 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 they're the people powering the lights, as Just Hope says. They're the, I said Just Hope instead, just Judge Hope. Maybe it's like a like a game of just dance. It's just hope, um, yeah. Sort of, you know, keeping people, you know, sort of working. That's their job. They're nine to five, and you know, you've got the sort of the the middle class at that point, which are actually really the like the judges, sort of upper middle. There doesn't seem to be like owners of the thing. They they're still there having to do something, but they've got the the merits. They've got the power, sort of the money to get things down, which then uh, that that takes sort of the lemons at that point to be the lower working class or the unemployed people who sort of don't deserve the time the people who are in exist yeah the people yeah the 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 untouchables you know the the, the sort of the the, the, the lowest goes. caste yeah so sort of the lowest caste you could actually have and they're there just for humiliation and entertainment but not not out of any sheer talent they're like the reality tv stars at that point because we've got to yeah. take back into this this is this is Connie Hook had a lot of input in this, and she had she when she was on the Extra Factor. A lot of the probably a lot of the stuff that comes about in Fifteen Million Merits is based on her experience in this show. Just so you know, on that she ended up leaving the Extra Factor just before that episode came out, and had been in no uncertain terms not requested back. It's it's sort of the the show is more of at this point. This episode is more of an expose about the back of the, the back going ons of reality TV. Just as much as it is a technology focused well, thing your, about that kind of goes back to your your question slash point from earlier about you know well, we were please, please repeat that into the camera as a complete sentence you know it's just like well I mean we've got somebody who worked behind the scenes on shows like this uh, mm. working on the episode so it's not a stretch of the imagination to assume that that could be based on you know a real life experience yeah so you know that's. You know, it's you know that's that's the thing. I mean, we look at now the sort of the modern day. Um, we've got we've got stuff like Love Island, and we had the Jeremy Kyle show earlier. So we had a talk show and a reality TV show about dating people. And just to uh, to go, it's very big in the modern mind at the moment because of the high level of suicides that have occurred during these shows. And this this sort of brings it back on a very very dark point here, but. There's just this sort of thing that, you know, the reality TV industry doesn't care for the people that are on those shows. No, they care about just the audience, to have the views. Yeah, certainly, I mean, the big story on this was two big stories. One was of a woman and her then-boyfriend, who within weeks of each other had committed suicide after not getting any aftercare from the producers of Love Island. They were just there for the time. So I showed them what they were doing, and sort of let him run and then it just sort of didn't you know they once they had their 15 minutes of fame or whatever they ended up out in the real world and they realized that they they weren't like the big it 
the audience and the world doesn't care much for a reality TV contestant after the fact, unless they're, you know, in business or doing something or can sort of get their jobs elsewhere. And it sort of spiralled out of control. She ended up on a, a drug binge and an overdose, and a boyfriend reeling from that had then took his own life by, by hanging himself. Yeah. I apologise for making that very, very dark at that point, but yeah, it's no, stuff I mean, like this that brings it in. I, yeah, I mean, it's, that's that's the heart that we're, the, you know, the whole show was trying to get at. Yeah, and, uh, and I guess that's kind of depressing at that point that, you know, eight years down the line, it seems that things changed. haven't changed, but they got worse. God, that's like I, I, uh, walking home from work, I see there's a brand new advertisement on one of my bus stops advertising the new season of, uh, you know, America's Got Talent or someone's got talent, some country's got talent, you yeah. know, and I'm, I'm just like, God, the, all the horrible stories I've heard about the, the way people are treated on that show, it's like, I just shake my head, walk on by, it's just like, oh boy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I want to, you know, and we're going on a bit. We're going on a bit long, but I also want to take a minute to circle around to another, you know, another theme for the yeah. episode here. You know, this sort of theme of like authenticity and like, you know, sentiment, yes. things like that. Where, um, you know, I think that was, I think that theme was very well encapsulated with this, you know, sort of running theme of, uh, of people giving people other things. Uh, you know, one of the first scenes of the episode, we have, uh, Girl one, whatever. Her, what's what's her name again? The girl who's kind of like into Bing, but Bing's not oh, well, anyway. Oh, Swift. Swift. That's what. So Swift, you know, shows her how to get the apple out of the vending machine, right? It's like you know, it, it gets jammed, and she's like, oh, it's just a trick to it. Just do this, and boom, here's an apple. And it's mm. like you know, and you know, and it's like on the surface, this seems like you know, this should be significant. Like, oh, it's you know, this there's here's an apple. It's this life giving piece of food. You know, it's this is sustenance. This will keep you alive. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and here's this person going out of their way to give it to you, and it's like, oh, it's, you, you'd think, oh, this is like significant, but Bing is just like, he just doesn't care. Like, it's just, it's yeah, just, just meaning. Like- it's me. Here's this, like, there's this uh, thing that's in- essential to his life, but you know, all the comments they make about like how it's probably just fake. It's made in a petri dish. There's nothing natural or real about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not, you know, so there's, it's just, it's essentially a meaningless thing, even though it is the thing that keeps him alive. Uh, and then, you know, you circle back around to it another, uh, you know, later on in the episode, and um, here's uh, Abby giving uh, Bing the, the you know, little origami penguin toy that she made for him. And yeah. and it's a totally different reaction. He's like, thank you. Like, like he's like, oh, this is really nice. Thank you for making this for me. And, you know, and here's this thing that's essentially meaningless. It's trash that she folded up into, you know, a, a cute shape. Uh, mm. You know, it doesn't keep her alive it doesn't keep him alive it doesn't keep him warm at night it doesn't you know keep his lights on or thing but it's you know but it's this real thing that she made as an expression of her own creativity and as a sign yeah. of affection for him it's a real connection that you know something she's making with him more meaning than stuff you buy yeah it's like it's yeah, yeah. it's 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 yeah exactly it's a it's, you can say it's like the difference between something you know uh, something mundane and something you know, unique. You could say it's the difference between something that you bought and something that you made. Uh, you know, and I think it sort of, it, you know, and I think that sort of embodies the theme of uh, authenticity in the episode, as well as like, you know, the value of sentiment. You know, like it's okay to have these things in your life that are, you know, essentially worthless things that don't do anything for you. It's okay to have these things as long as there's something meaningful behind it. You know. You know, it, it. What matters is how it makes you feel. You know, why do you have this? You know, why did you buy it? Is it important to you personally? You know, instead of just, you know, it's contrast that against you know all the digital avatar bullshit. You know, which is yeah. all just meaningless stuff that doesn't mean anything. It's just, just you know, it's just crap. And uh, mm. yeah, I think yeah, I think that. that that was a subtle but well handled sort of secondary theme to uh, this episode, and I wanted to uh, get in on that. Yeah, no, that that is perfect. Mm-hmm. And you know, so have, have we got any any anything else anyone wanted to to bring up? Well, I've liked this episode more than the previous one. I was gonna okay. ask actually. I'm glad that uh, you uh, liked it. So that yeah. that one is was more in terms of my yeah. theme, something that I do enjoy. And spoilers no, alert! Uh, I do like the next one as well. 
All right. Well, that's that's good. Uh, no, no, uh, no, no, no pig sex in this one. Just yeah. a l- no, little just, bit, a little bit of regular sex, I guess. But yeah. no, no, no yeah. pig fucking. Just the human interactions and entertainment. So I was actually just going to bring up on that point. Then, if we if we went past the analysis, I was going to bring up the the list. Uh, here it is. So yeah, it's just currently number one, the national anthem. So uh, you know, it's number one purely based on the fact that it was the only episode that we were watched. So would we go on a consensus at that point to say that 15 million Marys definitely takes that top spot at this time? I uh, yeah, I mean, I think both episodes, I mean, I'm I know we're not in consensus looking at Darius, mm. but uh <laughs> no, I I think both episodes are extremely well constructed. They both have uh, an interesting message. They're very well written. Yeah. Um I think that the performances and like very strong uh sentiment uh, and like authentic, not to use a pun, uh, emotion and themes of this episode put it in my top spot for now. Mm, yeah, all right. I think it's safe to say, based on this, now you know things might change as we're going through this on a rewatch form, but this episode for me is my best, is my favorite. Are you on this? Are you saying that based on you've watched all of them or just so far? Um, that was based off. I mean, it was when I watched it initially, when I had watched them. So going back onto it, it is still there at the, at this time. I mean, things might change as we sort of discuss stuff going along through through the other episodes. But yeah, this is the one that sort of resonated with me most, mainly probably as a gamer. It sort of felt like, say, we sort of gamification is probably one of the big themes in this, sort of turning everything into this point earning, achievement earning, avatar purchasing sort of world sort of resonated with me and then so this this was at the point where i was you know i was i'll say it, a lot of people were into reality tv at the time and i was one of them this was one of the episodes that sort of changed my feeling of it sort of how cynical everything had be had become about and how overpackaged and manufactured that it actually was so yeah this sort of resonated with me a little bit and that's that's where it sort of sort of hits my favorite so I'd be sort of like with you guys, I guess, in in this in this case, that certainly it deserves the number one spot at this time. All right. Well, that was uh, I think that was a nice discussion. You know, it's a little on the long yeah. side, but I actually don't mind going longer on this particular podcast. It's like yeah, it's it's a kind of it's the kind of thing that invokes discussion. Yeah, and that's and that's certainly that's certainly what we're looking for. And I mean, that's why we sort of tried to sort of balance it out. Maybe we could sort of you know work a little bit better, but you know. Certainly, once we get feedback on that, we can we can adjust as needed. Maybe it's just a case of that it depends on the episode that we're talking about. It depends whether we focus more on the discussion or whether we go on the story. This sort of had that balance where we could, like you say, go long a little bit and sort of you know have a bit of a, a talk on it. Yeah, I think I think what I'm gonna, if I remember to, I'm gonna, going forward. I I plan to like you know I'm gonna still have my stream of consciousness notes, just keeping tabs on all the things that are happening in the episode as well as you know momentary feelings that i have and then i think mm. at, in conclusion i should like you know rough out some like t- talking points that i want to elaborate on further like towards the end of the podcast like i did here you know mm-hmm. instead of just sort of improvising it i can kind of have a little bit more of an organized discussion you know at the end that way i don't have to like pop in like every five minutes saying oh this is how i feel about this this is what i'm thinking about this you know i could just sort of let the synopsis read itself out and then just kind of you know, let it all out at the end there. I think I think that's where I, I want to be by uh by the next episode or within the next couple episodes. Yeah. No, that's 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 cool. You know, if we can get that sort of sorted that'd be that'd be probably the way to way to go. It's in you know, it's like I say it felt it felt better doing that. But um yeah, see what see how you all think. Before we get to the, the, the wrap up on that though, we do have the the uh the the graph which won't have changed. The deaths in Black Mirror graph. I mean, probably a lot of people's dreams died, but they're they're not. I like I like humans. to think that Abby's probably dead inside. Yeah, I mean, it's you know it's a shame, but uh, that's what rave babes does to you. That's uh that's what that's what happens with the with the porn industry, I guess. But um yeah, so if you liked what you heard and want to hear more of this, because we certainly want to carry on this journey and want to want you to all listen to it, please, if you're listen, uh, watching this on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, comment. Let everyone know. We'll see. See if we can keep going with that. If you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, click that subscribe button and uh, keep that going in that way. 
And uh, until next week, where we move on to talk about the entire history of you. Next, uh, next fortnight, rather. Next fortnight, even. Thank you. Not even, not even uh, sticking to our own thing. I think I'm just so used to saying next week that to have something, anything other than that is sort of it'll, it'll work. It'll get out of my head. Just keep reminding me, and everything will be good. But uh, yeah, we next fortnight we move on to the entire history of you, the last episode of the first series of Black Mirror, and a one that. Uh, Got picked up as a script for a movie by Robert Downey Jr. We'll uh, talk about that again next time. But uh, yeah, thank you, Duncan. And Pleasure. thank you, Darius. Pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, until next time, keep watching. And uh, yeah, don't kill each other. Should we have something different for, for, for this podcast? I was going to yeah, say, maybe, it's maybe like we should, I feel like the, the don't kill each other thing should be to stick to the uh, immaterial gamers, you know? I should probably yeah. have something different. I should probably stick with that. So where should we go? Because I just went with keep watching there. Maybe... Ooh. Don't get Cyberbrain. Don't get Cyberbrain. Uh, how about... Um, let's see. Fear us. Fear us? Um, yeah. Fear the net. <laughs> well, what's, uh, well what's the, what do you say in the intro where, you, where you're like, you know, when you turn off your phone? Oh, just stare at the... So just just keep... stare into the blackness. Like, just keep looking or something? Just like, yeah, just look keeps... at yourself. Yeah. Hmm. We'll brainstorm. Yeah. We will We will brainstorm. We'll figure that out. But until, until next time, we'll see you in a fortnight. See, see you, you later. Bye.